It's 11 minutes before the hour. You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW in Sitka. Today is Tuesday, June 29th, 2021. I'm Brooke Schaefer with Raven News. The Alaska House of Representatives voted on Monday to allow the budget bill to go into effect on July 1st, averting a state government shutdown. Governor Mike Dunleavy said he is reviewing the budget for individual line items that he could veto, but that the vote means he can now prepare the budget to be implemented. House Speaker Louise Stutes said the vote will be a relief to many. We've got a lot of Alaskans that are probably jumping for joy about now, thinking that their um, paychecks are going to continue on coming. Wasilla Representative Kathy Tilton Monday changed her vote for the budget to take effect at the start of the budget year, after voting against it earlier this month. Tilton is the leader of the Republican House Minority Caucus. She said there's much work left to do to fix the state's structural budget problem. I would not say that it is a win or a victory. I believe that it is a beginning and a start. The budget vote will allow the vast majority of state services to continue, but some programs will stop at least temporarily. They include the programs to reduce the cost of energy in high-cost regions and to provide academic scholarships and need-based grants for college students. It also leaves the current level of this year's permanent fund dividend at $525. Legislators from all four caucuses have said they want to reach an agreement that would allow these programs to resume and for the PFD to be higher. But there are differences over what it will take to reach an agreement. Three-quarters of both chambers must vote to fund these programs from a separate savings account called the Constitutional Budget Reserve. The House also passed a motion supporting the launch of a working group to recommend changes that would lead to a long-term balanced budget. It would include members of both the House and Senate. The motion said the group will hold at least two public meetings and make recommendations before the next special session. Dunleavy has called for another special session to begin on August 2nd. Both chambers voted to adjourn the current special session, which lasted six days. Sitka's COVID alert level increased from limited to low on Friday. Between June 20th and June 28th, Sitka reported three new coronavirus cases. All three cases were Sitka residents. Two female residents, one in her 50s and one in her 40s, were experiencing symptoms at the time of testing. One male resident in his 20s was asymptomatic. Two of the cases were travel-related and one was transmitted by a known source within the community. Sitka has reported 393 coronavirus cases since the pandemic began last year. As of Monday afternoon, five cases are active according to the city's COVID dashboard. Sea Alaska shareholders have elected two new directors to the Alaska Native Corporation's Board of Directors. The Juneau-based Regional Native Corporation last weekend announced the addition of Liz Medicine Crow and Vicki Subaloff among the five seats that were up for grabs. Sea Alaska's longtime chair, Joe Nelson, who has been on the board since 2003, was also re-elected. Medicine Crow is chief executive of First Alaskans Institute, a nonprofit whose aim is to advance the interests of Alaska's indigenous peoples. Subaloff is a grant coordinator for a Washington state tribal government. Both women grew up in and have deep ties to Southeast Alaska. Medicine Crow was among the four board-endorsed candidates to be elected. Subaloff is an independent. Actual vote counts were not publicly released. 
a shareholder resolution to require more in-depth reporting of results failed, as did a resolution that would have restricted the practice of allowing the board, board majority to steer votes toward favored candidates. Only one candidate endorsed by the board majority wasn't elected. Sarah Dibdahl of Juno came in sixth place, according to the vote count released. A deadly fungus could threaten several amphibian species in the Tongass National Forest. On Mitkoff Island, the U.S. Forest Service is using a mix of old and new methods to find it. Katie Anastas tagged along to visit one testing site and has this report. About three miles inland, the Twin Creek Ski Shelter overlooks a pond in the middle of the Muskeg. Just a few weeks ago, this part of the island was still covered in snow. Today, members of the U.S. Forest Service are here to look for frogs. They scoop up buckets of water from different parts of the pond. Then, Marcy Mainhart pours the water into a pump that carries it through a filter. This filter collects all of the the environmental DNA, the eDNA. Um, it collects it all here, so then we'll take a sanitary tweezer and collect the filter from inside here, put it into a sanitary bag, label it with where we are and how much water was sent through it, and then we'll send that back to the lab. The filters look like round cotton pads. They're sending about three dozen of them to a lab for DNA testing. The results will tell them two things. First, whether there are amphibians at the sites. And second, whether pathogens like chytrid fungus are there too. Eric Castro is the fish biologist at the Petersburg Ranger District, leading the effort to test for chytrid on Mitkoff Island. Then we get to send all the samples into the lab. We'll get our numbers and then, you know, hold our uh, fingers crossed that we don't yeah, find chytrid. We want to see <laughs> yes amphibians, no pathogens. That's our hope. Chytrid is a skin fungus. Frogs and salamanders absorb oxygen through their skin and the fungus hampers their ability to do that. That reduces their energy level and often kills them. Last year, the Tongass Wildlife and Fisheries Program detected chytrid in Wrangell, Prince of Wales Island, and Yakutat. It's serious to try and locate these areas that are contaminated because it stops them from being able to reproduce, or if they do or if they are able to reproduce, then usually that young won't be able to reproduce. So it kind of just kind of snips their genetic timeline just in the bud. One out of every 16 amphibian species has gone extinct or become endangered because of chytrid fungus, according to a 2019 study. Global trade is thought to have brought it to Alaska from other parts of the world. There are three frog and three salamander species native to the Tongass. The Forest Service says they're a vital part of the food chain. They eat a range of insects and other invertebrates. And they're prey for many fish, birds, and small mammals. Castro says the agency has very little baseline information about the size and location of existing amphibian populations. If we don't know how many exist, all we have is anecdotal evidence. You know, folks say they used to see more frogs in this area you know, back when they were young, but there's no data. To collect that data, Castro and his team have visited 12 different sites, two times each. While Castro and Mainhart collect and filter water, Sam Weinsma is using a different tool, his eyes. At each site, a member of the team always looks around the old-fashioned way. It's essentially what you do when you're 12. You go uh, look at the edge of ponds and streams and flip over logs looking for frogs and toads and newts occasionally, 
um, and then I write down anything that I find. I do that for 50 meters along the edge of this pond. Castro thinks he saw salamander eggs on an earlier site visit. Thanks to the DNA tests, he'll soon know for sure. That's the power of this environmental DNA. These are elusive creatures, and pathogens being microscopic are uh, even more so. But, you know, um, with the environmental DNA, that really enables us to be able to, to see what we can't actually. The Petersburg Ranger District will have to wait one to three months to get the test results back. But they're already thinking about ways the public can help stop the spread of the fungus. One idea is setting up boot washing stations at sites where chytrid is detected. Castro, Mainhart, and Weinsma clean their boots with a solution of bleach and water after visiting each site to avoid contaminating other parts of the forest. Castro hopes the project brings more attention to a group of animals that often goes unseen. When they're out of sight, out of mind, you know, and um, you oftentimes, considering the fisheries resources first, um, and regardless of them not being the charismatic species that we see, you know, that climb trees and, and howl at the moon, they're part of the, the natural environment. A part of the environment that hopefully is here to stay. In Petersburg, I'm Katie Anastas. <laughs> I'm Brooke Schaefer, and this has been Raven News. And now taking a quick look at the weather for Sitka for Tuesday, June 29th, 2021. Today, cooler, partly cloudy in the morning, then becoming mostly cloudy. Highs in the lower 60s. Northwest winds 10 to 15 miles per hour. Tonight, partly cloudy in the evening, then becoming mostly cloudy. Slight chance of rain. Lows around 50. Northwest winds 10 to 15 miles per hour. And tomorrow, mostly cloudy. Slight chance of rain in the morning. Highs in the lower 60s. Northwest winds around 10 miles per hour. And now taking a look at our community calendar for some things happening in the listening region. We'll look forward to tomorrow, Wednesday, June 30th. Sitka Public Library offers free make-it-take-it kits to tweens 10 years old and up June 30th to August 7th. These kits are at the circulation desk, and this is a self-guided program. The kits highlight maker activities and do-it-yourself projects. For more information, call 907-747-4020. Also from the Sitka Public Library, the Sitka Public Library has funds available to assist community members with transportation to the library. Those interested can call 907-747-4020. Sitka Alcoholics Anonymous meets every day at noon in the Sea House of St. Peter's Episcopal Church. Call 907-747-8866 with any questions. You are tuned in to your community radio station, Raven Radio KCAW in Sitka. Good morning. Good morning.